This is podcast number, what is it, four, five that we've done on Spotify so far? I do not know, babe, babe. Well, welcome. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we've got quite a show for you today. Quite the show. Uh, unorthodox show. Although I like to believe that every episode is unorthodox. <laughs> but how are you doing today, Anna? I am doing good. I'm just enjoying the snow. Not so much the cold. Yeah, the snow, it's like can't decide what it wants to be right now. Because <laughs> it's like kind of coming down, <laughs> yeah. but it's not laying down. Yeah, true. But it's nice to see it falling. I like the falling part. But yeah. I love a good snow. You know I do. I know. And my only pleasure in the snow is just to watch it from the inside. I don't like the... the um, how unpractical snow actually is like it, you can't drive very well in it you have to wait for like all the government workers and all the snow plows to come and clean it up and you you have to have like proper clothes to walk on it otherwise you're going to be soaked when you come inside right. the house it's just not practical but as a brazilian that never saw snow in brazil i can actually appreciate how beautiful it looks yeah it, it is beautiful but it, it's quite inconvenient it is. And, you know, I lived in Boston for two and a half years and I got over snow very fast. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you had a very uh, serious exposure to it. It was it was like I got there at the end of uh, fall and I was already freezing and people were like, no, this is not cold, which is very interesting, by the way, when people tell you that you're not cold when you are clearly cold. <laughs> I was freezing. It's like, yes, it is. And they're like, no, it's not. You have to wait for January. And then January came and it would not stop snowing. And it was like snow that would almost cover one of the kids that I used to watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she couldn't walk and I had to carry her on snow. You would snow. lose her in the snow, literally. <laughs> I had to. It was just so difficult because you were wearing like all those snow clothes. They're very heavy and you actually sweat inside of them because they're so warm. Right. And then I had to carry a child also wearing those clothes. So it's like a she workout. Was, she was heavier than she usually was. And after 20 minutes, was like Fat I'm kid. done with this. <laughs> Just actually not, but it felt like it during snow, and it was just like it takes thirty minutes to dress them up and thirty minutes to take all the it's clothes, and they spend like ten minutes outside. Get your act together, children. <laughs> it's just you know, it, 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 I got over it very fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, things that I'm getting over this week mm. are well. Let me just jump into some of these things that I've seen recently. Here, let's play a game. I read a headline, and you give me a very quick reaction to how you feel about it. Okay, that's going to be interesting. You ready for this? Okay. The European Parliament mm. approved an initial draft of the Digital Service Act. What the heck is that? It seeks to prevent large technology firms uh. from using sensitive information like race and religion for uh -huh. targeted advertisements. But that's all they do. Does it, I mean, that's like what their is, whole business model. What is sensitive information? They're saying they're saying your religion, um, your race, um, gender. What if like how I feel about my forehead is sensitive information for me? That's a good. It's all gray area, right? I guess they're saying they're saying like the big topics: race, gender, religion, things like that. Like. Okay. They can no longer send me an ad based on how white I am. But but how how do they even do that? Because if you're very white right. and you like to be tan, then you're probably researching like, you know, tanning products or I would love those products. <laughs> so they will show you ads for that because that's what you research. So they can't. Well, show no you longer ads can you do that. But that's the European Parliament. We're not Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Europe yeah. is like 
a few layers deeper into legislation than we are. They have less freedom. They have less things like that. Yeah, this just makes me confused. I would I would have to read more about it. To what have... if someone opts into it and wants to be targeted and they're yeah. okay with being targeted? I mean, right now I have so you know on on Instagram you can switch your targeted um, ads off, and I did like months ago because. You know, as soon as I go anywhere, I receive ads for that. So they're like, right. you know, if you do that, your ads are not going to go be so specific. It's like, I know. <laughs> I yeah, know I'm Instagram. okay with this. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But before that, for a period of time, I actually liked the ads because sometimes I was I was um, looking for a specific thing. I was looking for like a certain product or a certain dress or a certain pair of shoes. Okay. And then they would they would give it to me. Like they would show me on my feed. I was like, oh, this is actually useful because right. they're showing me like these new stores that I didn't know about and I could, you know, amplify my horizons. But then it got creepy because we would talk about something like a, a, a kitchen appliance that I've never talked about before. And then as soon as I opened my phone, there is the kitchen appliance Boom, it's we, right there and i was like this is creepy i don't want this anymore so now i don't actually get the same amount of ads maybe and maybe the solution is they have a little bar you can drag like from least mm -hmm. amount of targeting to most amount of targeting like just creepy like, ta target me just me some some a little bit yeah <laughs> medium target me because most of life <laughs> is on this gray area somewhere on the spectrum of like mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not how so do, black and white how do they know that what you're actually looking for is related to your religion or your gender or your sex because if i want like a wig mm -hmm. which i actually do okay it might be because you know i just want to have fun with wigs or it might be because i am um you know dressing as a woman or i want to feel more like a woman or i'm a, a guy that you know feels like i'm a woman and my hair is too short and i want to have you know long hair so i buy a wig and that's related to your sex and, you know, your your gender and your sexual orientation or right. all of that. But how would they know if it's just a woman that wants another wig or if it's just someone uh, trying to make their outside reflect their inside? Yeah. Yeah. These are all valid questions. <laughs> and I, I so I, I would just like want to know more about it because this just seems very, very great. Next up, mm. we have Pfizer. One mm. of uh, the big three pharmaceutical companies, <laughs> Pfizer launched a clinical trial of a version of its COVID-19 vaccine that targets the Omicron variant with initial results expected in months. So they're so fast to jump on these new variants and be yeah. like, hey, we got a product for that. You know, and the government is so fast to jump yeah. on it and say, hey, you got to take this product from this private company. <laughs> and if you don't, no food, no money, no nothing. Right. I mean, I saw it the other yesterday, maybe today I saw the... The secretary of the White House, the you know the redhead girl, yeah, the circle back girl. She was asked, like, you know, press secretary, press secretary, exactly. She was asked, like, is is the president going to also talk about the changes in people's lifestyle? That you know, th there's a, this bunch of studies that we've known about this our whole lives, but now they're doing these bunch of studies that show you, like, you know, most people that got sick from COVID, like, really sick, they had to go to the hospital. They had this bunch of comor comor 
comorbidities. Yes, yeah. this is a very difficult Al- word. Almost for all me. of them. Almost all of them. And and just like if you live a different lifestyle, you're probably not gonna have most of them. That's what Joe Rogan's been saying for years. <laughs> exactly. Someone said like, you know, I remember Joe Rogan talking about this like a years ago, a long time ago. <laughs> but they are doing all these studies, including the CDC. People are going on uh, networks now and saying like, you know, if people are generally right. healthy, they're not going to have any problems. That's the, that's the thing is that they're late to the party and they have to do that because they've lost credibility. In exactly. Fact, in fact, this article here that I just had, I just came across here is that not just Biden mm. um, and not just Kamala Harris, mm. but only 31% of Americans trust Fauci at this point. I mean, it, I'm amazed that it's, it's 31 unbelievably low. The 31%, you're getting to the diehard left who says, you know, whatever he says, yeah. it's just yes, great lord yeah Fauci, I, I mean i've basically. met people like that and i wonder how they are now because like that was in the beginning of the pandemic when people were just like oh this guy is qualified right, right? right. that's a, that's a lower himself. approval rating than trump had at his worst point where it was just the diehard right conservatives who were right. following him to the to the basically to the grave right you know and so that that's essentially where fauci's at now so they're losing credibility and yeah. the midterm elections are coming up so they have to appeal to the independents who are saying listen there's some room for nuance here there's a room for saying people who have had the virus who right. have been documented who have antibodies mm-hmm. and you can test and prove that they have antibodies right they don't need the vaccine right you know what I mean? So like there, there's a room for nuance and it's being completely ignored. Right. Right. And so I think that they have to do that yeah, to but survive. Then, but then the press secretary yesterday, they asked her like, so is the president going to talk about this? Because he's constantly talking to people that they should get vaccinated and get boosted. What about their lifestyles? If we discover that, you know, this is a huge factor in people getting actually it's very the biggest sick from COVID. Factor. And she just said like, you know, if they... Uh, show the data to us. Maybe, you know, we'll start talking about that. But right now we know what works is the vaccines and the boosters. Like basically she's just promoting the companies that make the vaccines. Right. Like do this, get the vaccine from this company. And this is it. Like you, you we're not going to talk about anything else. I'm no. like, they're not really worried about well, your that, that's the thing. It's, and it's not even her promoting companies and private companies, which she is. Mm. But she is just a shield and a yeah. mouthpiece right, to the right, president. Right. That's right. all she's doing because yeah. he can't. He can't go off script. He I has know, never but whatever done... she says represents the White House, exactly, right? Like exactly. that's her literal job. Her talking points are 100% given to her, you know, and she's just a verbal mouthpiece, you know, it's yeah. the way that most of these press secretaries are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, what I mean is just like, this is what the administration, administration is doing is right saying. now. Like whatever Pfizer is doing right now, it's whatever they're going to ask the people right. to inject to their bodies next. Yeah, it's just, I, I, the only reason I wanted to make the point is I, I just, it's interesting because at this point in time, when they take these polls on what people are feeling about the COVID vaccine, what they're mm-hmm. feeling about these, uh, what Fauci has been saying, mm-hmm. and uh, Biden's handling of the COVID restrictions and all that, most people are not okay with it. Most people think that it's not being handled well. And yeah. so when the majority of people aren't saying that they agree with these things, mm-hmm. well, you got to wonder, like, well, why is it we're still doing X, Y, and Z? Right. You know what right. I mean? Because it's supposed to be a democracy, right? right. And so, so it's not just Jen Psaki. It's like she's representing the White House mm-hmm. and what the executive administration is saying right you know so at what point will that adjust yeah and if it doesn't adjust you can believe that whoever ends up running in 2024 mm-hmm. will beat biden mm-hmm. pretty easily mm-hmm. pretty easily um so i you know that that's pretty much an, uh, an obvious thing it's pretty obvious also that trump is going to run again in 2024 do you think so oh 100 i hope not yeah i, I, I mean think... i don't know if it, they're gonna do it but i think it's a pretty stupid move one, because Explain. he's so freaking old. 
Like I think we just He I, looks good though. I, I not know. to not to not to that this is interesting because I was just looking at this and you look at every president before and after they entered the White House. Mm-hmm. They have like dog years, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you, you look at Obama's face, you know, George W. Bush, yeah. Clinton. Oh my gosh, walking yeah. skeleton. You know, you're looking at these people before and after, yeah. it weathers them, especially yeah. like Lincoln. You look at him before and after the Civil War, mm-hmm. it looks like almost two decades. Mm-hmm. All the lines on his face. I mean, can you imagine being the president during the Civil War? Right. You know what I mean? So, like, and then you're looking at Trump. He looks younger, he looks happy. It didn't, it didn't weigh on him at all. <laughs> He's like, I, he's ready to go. I just think like the weights on his shoulders were different because most people that become presidents, they are career politicians. Like right. they are. That's a good point. He wasn't a politician. Whole, exactly. That's their whole life. Trump was a businessman. And then he was like, you know what? <laughs> well, in, in all fairness, it wasn't a spur of the moment thing. Like I saw interviews of him talking to Oprah decades yeah. ago yeah. talking about like presidential runs yeah, to the people on the view and they actually oh, liked yeah. him yeah that's the thing if he ran as a democrat yeah he would have been so much more popular with yeah. the left obviously you yeah. know you have bloomberg bloomberg easily he was one of the democratic candidates he could have easily run as a republican mm-hmm. he could have been like a trump 2.0 mm-hmm. but he just saw himself positioned as this is what you have to do because no one runs against the sitting president yeah at least i can't think of a single time that's happened mm. You know, so he had to, Bloomberg had to run as a Democrat and he could. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these people who don't take these hard stances, but mm-hmm. they're very popular. Maybe they have a lot of wealth. It's mm-hmm. self-created. You can kind of pivot yourself how you will. Yeah. But yeah, I think he is going to run again. He just started that digital media company, DWAC or whatever. I have no, I heard about It's that. about to launch. Oh, okay. So it's not out yet. It's not out yet, but it's right. about to launch. And there's a lot of celebrity endorsements with that and he was just on video. He was mm-hmm. doing. He was. He was playing around to golf. I just saw this. I just saw this circulating on Instagram, uh. where he was playing golf with some people, and uh, they're like, "All right, President Trump's up for the up for the swing." And then someone's like narrating as they're using their phone to like uh-huh. record him, and he's like, he, he hits the golf, they're like, "All right, forty fifth president." And he said, forty fifth and forty seventh. You know? Oh my gosh! I mean, my my mind's like I really don't like any politician. I don't like the government. I don't like the idea that the government is gonna save us or solve our problems. All I want the government to do is to leave me alone. Right? Like it's not. It's like the end ran thing. Like it's not what you allow me to do is what you stop me from doing. Like if you become a part of the, an obstacle that shouldn't be there, that's a problem for me. So whatever hopes that people have for Trump or you know someone else in the place of Trump, I don't actually have any of those hopes. All I think, though, like in a general way, is that he has to put the nation before him. And he's a narcissist. Oh, like, no doubt. No <laughs> one has ever thought that he wasn't. <laughs> right. So in my mind, it's like, even though I would ne- and I want to say this, I wouldn't mind Trumping coming back. Trumping, Trump coming back after Biden because Biden is a disaster. Well, he's a non-president. He's basically an absence of a choice. He's exactly. the whole where a choice should have been. Exactly. Basically, in my mind, like I, I was talk, I was reading about this the other day. You know, the guy that wrote Dune, like the books, right? And we were talking about it, like how when he wrote the books, he wanted it to be political. He wanted like the spice to be like oil, right? And he he talked about the presidents at a time, and he's like, you know, I think the ones, the people, the leaderships, they are very charismatic they are the ones that people really like and support them no matter what like obama they are the ones that are more dangerous than the people that people don't like 
because they always have people looking at them. Like Trump was the most investigated president in history. He was the most vetted president for sure. I mean, so you have that guy that doesn't have a lot of space to do anything because everyone is on their case. I prefer that to the guy whose son had like the laptop laptop stolen. It has a bunch of evidence of their corruption and the daughter's diary was stolen. It has evidence of him like abusing him and he sniffles kids and he talks like he calls a, a, a person that asks questions about him place <laughs> instead of a bitch. Like that, that's the thing. He's about as like dirty deep state as like as Democrats you get, get. But nobody cares at all because no. he's just not Trump. You no, know? That's the thing is it was a vote against Trump. It wasn't a vote for Biden. I, yeah. I have yet to meet a single person we know a lot of people yeah i've met yet to meet a single person who's enthusiastic about biden yeah but i have met dozens of people who were enthusiastic about i mean the the most the most democrat people that i know they were like when he was campaigning they were like yeah he's very disappointed everyone was hoping that it wasn't biden yeah you know everyone was (laughs) he he basically is obama number two that's the only reason the only reason that Biden ran and oh, yeah. won was because he was Obama number two. Even Obama didn't like him. He didn't come out and endorse him, you know, <laughs> and he didn't like say any good things about him. And he I even mean, he, there was even like some hearsay, you know, take it with a grain of salt that he didn't like the guy. Mm. Um, but, you know, how, how do you know what to believe? Yeah. I mean, poli- politicians are just like the low of mankind. Well, yeah, like I don't know a single smart person who wants to go into politics. I know a lot of smart people that you know that Jordan Peterson was going to go into politics and then but he, gave he up? didn't. He didn't. <laughs> that's the that's he the decided difference. that that was not the smartest way to help people. Yeah, and there also, you go. Um, what's his name? Like my one of my favorite economists of all times, and he's still alive. And he's approved to me like every time that I listen to Biden talk, I go like he's he's not Thomas Sowell. It's Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell is just almost a hundred years old. He's ninety five or ninety six. Wow. And every interview he gives or every video he records, he's like there and he knows what Very he's talking sharp, about. Very sharp, mentally sharp. He's extremely sharp. He has numbers in his mind and he's talking about it and his books are excellent. He actually went to work for the government for like um, a workers union, mm-hmm. I think. And he said that he it was the time that he stopped believing that the government could actually help people was when he, he worked for the it. government. He exactly. saw it from the inside. He he studied at um, Chicago's university under Milton Friedman, and right. he was still a socialist. And well, he was, he was like a how, Marxist, right? Yeah, Marxist, like a socialist. Um, so he he you know you can't like just be under Friedman for four years and still be a Marxist. Like the guy is, is a walking was a walking statement of like, you know, why socialism is just not a good thing and why, you know, that the, the uh, state is not a, the, the solver of all things. But the only thing that changed his mind was actually working for the government, which should, which should tell you something about them. So now every time that I see these old politicians wanting to run for president, it's like, just don't, you know, they're too right. old. Let the younger people do it. It's not even nothing against old people, but we're seeing Biden decline and nobody talks about it. A lot of people talk about it. We don't see anyone on the left talking about it, but I think it would be the same as if Trump ran and Mm -hmm. then he started to decline. There would be some people on the right not talking about it. We're a little different where Mm -hmm. we want to talk about everything. (laughs) So we'd be like, dude, this dude is losing it. Like if Trump was losing, I'd be like, get him out of there. There needs to be a mental acuity test. And it makes sense, right? Right. You know, if you you get a driver's license, you got to take a vision test. Right. You got to 
run the country. You should take a mental acuity, acuity test. Yeah, very I, I am actually pro that. It's the 100%. most important job, and it's a very stressful job. So if you're already declining, it's like a slide for I you. I just don't to see go. him making decisions. I don't know if it's me being biased, mm. but I just don't see him like running the show. I see him taking uh, yeah. orders from something else, someone yeah. else, some entity. I mean, I watched. You know, I like I like Reagan. <laughs> I've I, I've Ronald watched Reagan. like. You know, so many speeches from Donald. Uh, is his name Donald Reagan? Or Ronald. No? Ronald. Ronald. Reagan. Ronald. Yeah, it's it's. You get a pass because you're from Brazil. Exactly. You know, it's amazing you know that. Yeah, I, I've watched him talk like many, many times. And there was, you know, when he was running for a second time, he was at the time the oldest candidate ever. Wasn't Reagan the uh, celebrity? He was the yeah, movie he was, star? Yeah, yeah, he was the actor. It's like a cowboy. Yeah, there's like that joke that I, I, I don't remember who told it, but, you know, it's someone waking from a coma. It's like, who's the president? It's like Ronald Reagan, who's like the actor. <laughs> like, yeah, he was the actor, became a president. And he was actually a decent president. And then at the second time he ran, he was very old. And a reporter asked him at the debate, like, do you think your age can be an imp impeachment for you to fulfill this role? And his answer was so excellent and so strong. And then he made a joke and that, you know, the other candidate, I don't, I don't remember his name. He actually said later that it was that moment he knew he lost the, mm. the run. And then you saw Biden the other day, just the other day, someone asked the same thing very respectfully because you can't actually say anything these days. Right. So it's like, you know, just. I remember someone yeah. respectfully said, with all respect to your yeah, office. Exactly. You know. And everything you have accomplished. Like, do you think that people questioning like your mental ability is something justified or and he said, like, I have no idea. And that was his answer. And then he ignored it. Yeah. Well, he's scared about it because he actually is in the throes of dementia. He is in cognitive, cognitive decline. Right. But I don't understand how his whole staff undermines the power of honesty and vulnerability. It's politics. It's politics. But I mean, they, it's always been that way. But I, I'm telling you, like, people trust even politicians when they seem more genuine. So if someone is asking him a question, he does this all the time. I watch, by the way, I'm, the things that I'm talking about Biden is not because I'm on the other side or because I'm not a leftist. It's not that. I watch him talk all the time. I see his policies all the time. I, I'm actually following the guy so I know what to believe. And I see him talking. He just has this smug smile on his face like he has no idea where he is and what people are talking about. People are saying like, you know, you know how many people died during COVID and he has a smile on his face like pure like just smile, pretend that everybody else is stupid. Well, the reason he's smiling about that is because he that's the only response he had because what he said was during Trump's administration when he was running, he mm -hmm. said if any number of, if this number of people is under any president the number of people who have died under COVID. Mm -hmm. He's like, if this is the number of people who died under any president, they need to resign. Mm -hmm. And he's had more deaths yes. under him. Yeah. So when people start bringing up the death count, right. that's something he has to kind of laugh off. But it's like everything, you know, they were not only talking about COVID. They asked right, him, like, right. you know, oh, I COVID, get it. inflation. It's like the, the well, chain, supply chain crisis. His approval ratings are in the toilet and they're going worse. There's no right. bottom for him, really. It's if, just crashing. If, if, I, if I could give them any of was just like just just tell people like you know we've made decisions that were not the best decisions and we're trying to improve that could bring his approval where i really believe that because when someone is honest just for a little bit and they don't treat you like you are smaller than them that that's what he's doing he's just it's like smugly smiling at you like every question that you have is a stupid question 
like, oh, you're facing these problems, but I'm not going to acknowledge that problem because I don't think it's a problem at all. Like, that's living I outside agree, of reality. I agree, but that would require him to be something that he's not. Yeah. So he won't do that. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. I mean, I don't even like the guy and I want to help him out. <laughs> Midterms are coming up. You know, it's do you gonna, think that's going to be good? It's going to be a bloodbath for do the Do you left. actually think oh, that? Oh, yeah. I'm afraid of that. Yeah, I do. I really do. And we don't have a whole lot of time to go into other things. We could say things briefly here. We talked about the European Parliament with their Digital Service Act, mm -hmm. Pfizer, talking about its uh, new vaccine for Omicron. <laughs> yeah. It's going to come out on time when a new variant is around. The new variant <laughs> is then, out, by the way. And then the new variant is just like, yeah, this doesn't work on the new variant. Did you see the new variant? Is it the one uh, in Britain? No, where? It was all over the place. Uh -huh. um, but it's called the Omicron BA02, mm. I think. <laughs> yeah, I said it, it sounded like a K-pop group. It does, BA2. <laughs> hey, guys, we're BA2. We're so happy to be here. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> It's like a, it literally is like a boy grant boy band BA41 or BA2. But yeah, and so the Wall Street Journal here, the new COVID variant, what we know about it. So mm -hmm. the little bit that they know about it so far, they think it's pretty benign. Mm -hmm. You know, n new data is coming out literally every hour about yes. this. Yes. But they're thinking it's pretty it's pretty mild when it comes to variants as as far as variants go. Yeah. Um, like the Omicron was. So we've been through the worst. Well, as far as that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Well, that's good news. If you compare to the news that we've had the past two years, this is actually good news. Yeah, it is. It is. Lots of interesting. This is something fun. We got to just comment on quick. Mm -hmm. Spotify removed Neil Young's music after he said the, the platform helped spread vaccine mis misinformation and called for the removal of Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, I saw that. You know, I didn't even know Neil Young. I don't. I can't name a single Neil Young song. So isn't it? I have to look this up because I I thought it was the guy that sings like the Harvest Moon song, which is one of my favorite songs. Someone, I think. You sure, it's not a Neil Diamond song. Yeah, I think it is. I think that might be a Neil Diamond. Let song. Let me look it up. Look, look Harvest it up right now. Moon. No, it might be him, baby. Is it? Because it's not on Spotify anymore. Hold on. Harvest Moon. Yeah, it's New Young. Oh, look at you. That's why I can't find it you on Spotify You knew a Neil Young song. It was on one of my playlists. Here's the funny thing. Uh -huh. You know, the plot twist, if anyone if anyone actually followed this, they took down Neil, Neil Young stuff because it was like it was either him or me. And they're like, all right, we're, we're getting rid of you because probably the view count was right. so tiny compared yeah. to... They literally gave him, what, $100, $100 dollars to Rogan to get on there. I mean, exclusively. Yeah, and he has. He's more, running the platform. It's really right. Rogan and everyone else. Exactly, everyone else combined. Yeah, and they, an they've done a very number. they've done a very uh, honest job with um, protecting Joe and telling him he has full reign to talk about what he wants to talk about because they know that Joe at any moment could just be like, you know, screw you guys, I'm going yes. somewhere else, yeah, or I'm going on my own website or right. whatever, and he could do that, and right. people would follow him. He's right. the number one podcast in the world. You know what people don't realize, and I hope that more people get aware of this, is that. These groups, these loud groups, they are organized minorities. It's a vocal minority. Yeah. It's a vocal minority. That's all it is. Yeah. Because large groups can't organize. Have you ever tried to order a pizza when it's like, you know, 25 people deciding the flavors? Like you are not going to make a decision ever. But if you have one person. <laughs> the loud or two, person. Two. Exactly. It's like, I'm going to make all the calls. 
things are going to get done because the unorganized minority get things done. And But then, because they are so loud, you think that, oh, everybody hates Joe Rogan. It's like, no, look at the numbers. No, he yeah. has more viewers than every single mainstream media channel combined. He's very popular with independents, and yeah. he's stealing some people from both sides. He's sort of creating his own culture yeah. in a way. I mean, and I've seen, like, today I watched some stuff like some criticism on him and I watched like you know the Saturday Night Live and the Today Show and like the the uh, late night uh, uh, hosts talking about him and they're all so bad like they have nothing on him all, no. all they have is like they get like tiny clips of him saying something stupid and they make a whole case on it it's like yeah that was a joke or it's he's just like he's been doing podcasts of- for 10 years <laughs> right. he has literally tens of thousands of hours of right. content half of which he was high and drunk <laughs> you know and they're thinking like this guy is a threat to society somehow <laughs> he's just smoking weed with his comedy bros talking right. about mma it's like this is who's triggering you i mean and if you look at it like last week when he he got a number wrong did you see that like when he was talking like he to got someone? some figure wrong yeah he talked about like the risk of people getting my myocarditis and he got the number wrong and he was debating that person was like, no, that's not true. And the guy's like, yeah, it is. And he's like, no, it's not. And then they checked live and, you know, it was everywhere. It was on CNN. They were like, oh, Joe Rogan made a mistake on him. I was just like, they are just waiting for him to make. And then he came out and, and he uh, he said, like, you know, I made a mistake. That's the difference. I, I, I did not prepare enough. Yeah. And I correct the mistake. It's like, and I'm glad that the person that I was interviewing is actually a friend of mine. And the guy came out like, you know, see, CNN is jumping on it like it's well, yeah. Huge. That's the difference is you very rare. You often see people wrong. You mm-hmm. often pe- say, right. see people that are lying, and you see the clips on Instagram. Right. Very rarely, it's a rare breed of person who's mm-hmm. actually like, yeah, I'm I'm for the truth. If yeah. I got something wrong, I'll go online and right. I'll, I'll post an apology. Yeah. That's, immediately. That's that guy, like the Dave Rubin guy. He was a lefty. And then, uh, what's his name? The guy who was running for governor in California. Larry. Larry Elder. Elder. Larry Elder came to his show, and he started, like, just pulling numbers out. It's like, why are you he defending these He destroyed his arguments with numbers. Completely. And he never pulled that video out, and that was the video that changed his mind on everything he believed. He was like, you know, i just been defending these things that sounded good, but I was actually wrong on their effects and this guy came along and he he said like he was the worst moment of my career and it was the best moment of my career because he opened my eyes for things and you know that's the type of thing that joe rogan did like there's this clip he made a mistake he apologized and he still have the same amount of viewers now you have cnn that sent like that doctor to his podcast and the doctor could not respond to his his questions at all he said it was wrong of them to say that he took a a horse deal warmer then he went back to cnn and backfired he just like yeah you know what he was trying to say is just like no 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 we didn't lie like, we didn't say anything wrong. We did everything right. And he was just saying something that was not right. When he could not say that when he was actually on the show. So I think that all the things that we're talking about, to wrap things up in a circle. Yes. Is your phone okay? I'm so sorry. Yes, I think it, it is. You should check to I see hope if it your is because okay. I, I no longer have a screen protector. We're living life on the edge with no screen protector. Oh, you, we're good. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> we do have a case. Cases are good for falls and drops. Yeah, yeah, but I I don't trust myself worthy. But yeah, to wrap it all up, um, I think it's interesting seeing the common thread between all these different stories we're talking about is that there's a lot of incongruencies and a lot of um, conflicts between what people are starting to believe 
whether mm-hmm. it's right or wrong, what people are starting to believe in the majority of people and then what's what's actually happening and, and the things that we're being told by social media, by mainstream media mm-hmm. and by the executive branch. Um, and so now there's some distrust that's been sown and there's been distrust for a while, but it's getting it's getting r- worse and it's getting yes. deeper rooted. And Just because s- people are silenced and it, that makes distrust go. It's never a good thing. Up. You no. know, I think the only way to fight bad information is better information. Yeah. And yes. for those to be um, in public so people can see both and be like, well, he made a good point. Exactly. You know what I mean? But if you silence it, you almost legitimize something that yes. is potentially dumb. Yeah. You know, so or it, dangerous. It, this whole thing, like with what we were talking about, you know, Biden can't really answer anything honestly and they're not honest about things in the open. And then you see like Joe Rogan being like, yeah, I made a mistake and I corrected the mistake and keep growing up. Let that just shows that honesty pays. That's my whole point on this podcast. People Thank know you very much. people know when someone's being authentic yeah. and people are losing faith in the establishment right now. Yeah. Midterms are coming up. Mm-hmm. Another couple of years are going to fly back pretty quick or pretty slow <laughs> compared yeah. to what your perspective Good is. Good for people. Like you should show all these huge organizations that cost like so much money that they do not hold all the power. Like you have the right to say whatever you want and you have the right to make a point and, and live your life. And if they, you know, threaten all these people speaking up and they should have see the results of their actions through the numbers, like they're losing viewers like crazy. You know, they have the lowest numbers of like since they started every single one of these mainstream channels cnn is like at like five percent of what it was like all-time low no one watches them and they just lost the contract for uh what do you call it airports you know so like yeah they they can no longer be in airports i don't think i didn't know that it's really really bad Mm -hmm. they're they're a very small fraction of what Mm -hmm. rogan is so rogan doesn't even think about them anymore he just kind of does his thing but that's a good thing people are starting to realize okay you know i'm not the distrust in social media and the distrust in mainstream media is at an all-time low. And they're like, all right, well, let's let's go somewhere else. Yes. And so they're going to podcasts. They're going to these sources of media that are long-form discussions. Yeah. You know, because you can't get anything done with little short sound bites. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But these things that are discussed over hours between real conversation with honest people, mm-hmm. you can start to get to the bottom of what what's actually going on. Yeah, that's how innovation works. You know, you have something that's something that no longer works, then you have the space and the inspiration of moving on to something better. And, you know, it's just, it's going to suck for whoever offered a service that is no longer needed or no longer liked, but it's for the the, the totally uh, of mankind, you know, the totality of mankind. It's great because then you're inventing better things. You, you're breaking no things that no longer work, that became too rusty, they became too totalitarian, they're no longer representing what people want, and now you're opening the space for new forms of communication coming up. That's how innovation works with anything, so good for everybody. Good for everyone. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. You know what to do. Comment, like, subscribe, and we will see you in the next podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.